0: Welcome to the first draft club, a podcast to help you write your book with joy, clarity, and maybe a few coffee stains. If you're working on a novel or a memoir, whether you haven't written creatively since seventh grade English, or you have an MFA in creative writing, this podcast is for you. I'm here to help you fight through resistance and finish your draft. I'm Mary Atkins. You can find my novels when you read this and privilege at your favorite bookstore. If you live in Nashville, you might run into me at the local farmer's market on a Saturday morning. I'll be the one chasing the two-year-old who's just stolen the bell that signals the start of the market. That is a true story. Each episode, I pick a favorite question from my weekly word shop, not workshop, but word shop with my course students to answer here for you from how to write when you aren't inspired to how to get an agent. I'll share my tools and tactics for tackling questions that all authors face as we make our way to the final page. Each episode is short. We get in and get out of my closet, literally, which is where I am recording right now, so that you can get back to your life and your manuscript. Now let's finish your book joyfully. Dear Mary, I have a fair sense of the first third and the end of my story, but the middle is a big gray space with only a few floating disjointed idea snippets to go on. It feels really daunting to write into. Do you have any advice? First, this is universal. For all of us working on book length works, the middle is this big murky abyss because That's just what it is. (laughs) Um, I think the middle is a place where it's very easy, maybe even inevitable to get trapped in our own, you know, kind of mental hangups um as writers like uh i where am i what am i doing why am i here how did i even get here i can't see where you know i can't see the when i look back over the horizon i can't see where i left and i also can't see where i'm going so i'm just sitting here floundering you know in the middle of the ocean i i literally picture like um myself on this small raft in the middle of the ocean and so i've i've experienced this you know, numerous times over working on my novels, and um, what ultimately helps me every time when I need to snap out of this sort of panic, or if not panic, at least you know, pretty pretty overwhelming fear, and maybe even a sense of paralysis, is to get out of my own head and to ask, what is my character feeling right now? you know, whichever character I'm writing, what is this character feeling right now? Because I almost guarantee you that your character in this moment does not feel like it's all a big gray muddle. You know, just like, you know, in life, we may have periods of time where Things are more monotonous or more routine. But even in those periods, even in COVID quarantine, we have concerns, fears, preoccupations. We we wake up um, nervous about something that is happening that day or thinking about a part of ourselves that we wish was different or something we want to change about our ourselves or our life circumstance. Um, we have concerns about our children or our parents or our loved ones. Um, we are are nervous about things we're working on at work. We are wanting career changes. Um, we're heartbroken. We're still, you know, even when we're not supposed to be anymore, we're supposed to have moved on past a past a heartbreak, but we haven't. All of these things are things that we are, that we're harboring, even if it's in quiet or in secret. Um, and And this is true even in periods of our life lives that from the outside may look pretty placid pretty um you know pretty calm and and like nothing much is going on beneath the surface there's a ton that's going on. And so when, when you remember that about yourself, I think it's, it's easier to remember that it's also true of your character. If, if you're in the middle of your book, you know, whether it's a novel or a memoir, whether this is something that really happened or not, you have in the story that you've written down set things into motion that have affected this, this character, whether it's you or whether it's some, a fictional character. And that character is having feelings about what's gone on. They're having um, the same sort of concerns and obsessions and and fears that, that we have every day. And so getting into your character's heads and hearts and letting those feelings, whatever they feel is most urgent, move the story forward is ultimately how I get out of my own head where I'm, when I'm really focused on myself, you know, as the writer. It's interesting. It's really the same. I think it's the same kind of sort of, um, mental shift that, that you may have to do when you're in a situation where you're, you know, you're finding that you're anxious about what, what you're going to say and how you're coming across, you know, whether it's giving a speech or talking to someone in a delicate situation, maybe someone who has lost someone and is grieving and you're just not sure what to say, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about your own, um, your own anxieties around the situation, what am I going to say? What if I say the wrong thing? Um, you kind of miss the point and it's impossible it's impossible to know the right thing to say. But then when you shift into thinking, well, what what are they what are they feeling right now? What does it seem like, you know, they want to hear? What can I do um, to put myself in their position? It all becomes easier because you know ultimately it wasn't about you in the first place and it's the same it's the same when you're in the middle of a draft ultimately it's it's not about you as the writer and you just have to remember that the other suggestion i have for making it through the middle is more practical and this is to storyboard now i think storyboarding may have a, a bunch of different definitions in different contexts but i'll tell you how i think about it I think of storyboarding as taking little squares of, of colored paper, <laughs> like a post-it. Um, or if it's digitally, there's a Google drive extension. I think it used to be called draw, draw IO, but I think now it's called diagrams.net. It's free and you can just play around with it. You can do like might make flow charts and make just visual representations of things on it. It's really cool. And so you can make the, like, you know, digital versions of post-its. And so sometimes I use I use that feature in Google. And other times I do this physically on a poster board with post-its. I write on each little colored square a scene that I'm gonna write. So I just describe it in a few words and I put the post-its in order um, of the, the scenes that I need to write until, you know, I may do this just for the next big chunk of the draft. I may do it um, from, you know, from this point where I am in the middle to the end of the draft. Um, and of course, it's subject to change you know, as I move forward. But seeing those scenes laid out like that in that visual way to me is very calming, because I can see what's coming. And I picture them, I picture these post it's like lily pads, I'm just jumping from lily pad to lily pad. And in doing so, I will get across the pond. So I'll make it to the end of, um, I'll make it to the end of my draft, or, you know, to shore to continue that metaphor. That's how I think of, of storyboarding. And while I, I've said and, you know, you, you may have heard me say if, if you're a student of mine you've definitely heard me say that I am uh, not an outliner and I don't teach outlining. Um, I think storyboarding is different I for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it's something that is happening in a midpoint like during during the middle of drafting rather than at the beginning and um, two it's it's very changeable I mean it's really just, kind of laying out in, in a few words, a couple of snapshots of scenes that are coming up. Um, and then it's not filling in every gap. It's, it's not, it's not even fully plotting everything out. It's more just creating these, um, these flashes, these, these, these touch points that I know have to be there and that are going to get me to the end. um, and they'll change again, like, I, I think that that is also what for me doesn't diminish my sense of my sense of freedom, as I continue to write based on a storyboard that I've made, I know that I can skip over a scene that I've that I've scribbled on a piece of paper, I know that I can move them around, I know that I can change them. And, um, and that feels, you know, that feels good. In sum, when you are stuck in the middle and feeling daunted by what's to come, I would first... Try to get out of your own head and think about what your character is feeling and fearing and dreading and secretly hoping for. And two, you can consider storyboarding. You can do this using post-its on a piece of poster board, or you can do it digitally by using, um, I'm sure there's a lot of software out there, but one that's free is the diagrams.net extension through Google Docs. Thanks for listening to The First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D, like donuts. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.